Hey, what's up? It's Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, also 2008 world champion Boston Celtics. Now, you're listening to the Boston Big Three podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. All right, everybody, what's up? with Joe Stafford, episode 34 of Boston's Big Three, presented by Ride the Wave Media and sponsored by 1 in 100. 1 in 100 is the only online raffle website giving fans and experienced seekers the chance to win tickets to live sporting events, concerts, music festivals, and more. Whether it be from your desktop or mobile device, winning tickets to your favorite events has never been so easier and fun. Choose your desired event. Purchase a raffle ticket into the draw, and you could be the lucky winner. The upcoming raffles we have are for the Boston Celtics and Boston Bruins, two of the hottest teams in Boston right now. Make sure you go to 1in100. That's O-N-E-I-N, the number 100.co to purchase your tickets. Today's episode, it's Tom Brady versus free agency. And if you guys haven't heard yet, myself, Spike King, and Joe Stafford will be heading down to the Combine next week. Down in Indy, we're going to be scoping out some potential picks for the Patriots. What we're going to see, make sure you follow RideTheWaveMedia.com. Stafford's going to be writing a bunch of articles for his mock draft, heading in, um, in different mocks and combine analysis. But today, we want to get into the eight landing spots that Tom Brady could potentially be going to this upcoming free agency. I know a lot of people are saying Brady's coming back, Brady's coming back, but if You read into the cap space and some of the players that uh, some of these teams have and their draft picks, you might be swayed a different way. And Stafford, what I ended up doing right off the bat was I asked this morning uh, to the fans out there that follow the Spike King, where do you think Tom Brady's going to land other than the New England Patriots? If you had to pick a place, it can't be New England, where is it going to be? And I just want to name this right off the bat. We have... um, and Shuley, he says the Raiders for the TB12 stuff. Uh, Shav OTG27, Raiders, they have a tight end and running back. Boston Sports Center 617, LA Chargers, Brady's from Cali, and LA would be a great way to promote his TB12 brand. Nick Barrett 15, the Chargers do the weapons and the offense they have. Um, D. McGrath, 223, Chargers, because he has been trained out there. It's his home state. Bring people to games. Uh, Cameron, 311, Tampa. Brady wants weapons, and the Bucks have plenty with Evans, uh, Godwin, and OJ. St- Steve Dorillo, Las Vegas Raiders, perfect reason and excuse for a long weekend in Vegas. <laughs> a. Kimball, 99, Tennessee, pretty much New England of the South, from coach to players Brady's very familiar with. Uh, AJ Ithmaia, I'm sorry, I butchered that. Dallas, decent O line, RB, defense, winnable division, veteran coach, improved wide receiver core, and a and a chance at AB. Rune Dog, Raiders because no taxes and Gruden will be back. Bryce Cutler, Tennessee, good coach, good O line, running game, emerging receivers, and Patriots underscore builds. He makes some great helmets. Make sure you check him out. He says the Chargers, they moved from on from Rivers. Their ticket sales are down. They might try for him. So just reading that from the fans, you kind of get a perspective of what are some of the top teams. You hear Chargers. You hear the Cowboys in there um, and the Raiders in Tennessee. 
we actually have other couple teams that we're going to get into. And what we're going to do this for the listeners at home and the viewers on YouTube. We're going to break it down by whoever has the top salary cap. And then we're going to go all the way down based on that. We're going to go through draft picks. We're going to go through cap. Stafford's going to get even more with the team and the players around that team. Um, we're not focusing on defense today. It's, it's about Brady and his offense. If Brady goes anywhere, he wants offensive weapons. There are some teams that do have defensive needs. We will probably briefly go over that, but take all the money's going to be focused on offense. So you ready for this? I'm always ready. You got anything to say before we dive right in? Um, just, uh, we're no, I know we're trying to convince you that Tom Brady is leaving. And I do think there's a half-half shot, 50-50, that Tom Brady does leave. But do keep in mind that a lot of these teams are long shots. A few of them are possibilities, but a lot of these teams are long. These are just for entertainment purposes and just to spitball and see what the possibility of Tom Brady leaving really is. I mean, he's entertaining free agency. We just heard that he's doing the Kevin Durant style thing where he's going to be holding himself up in the Hamptons and then all the teams are going to come meet him. Remember Tom Brady was part of the Kevin Durant like he was uh, pitch to try to get him to come to Boston. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Brady says he doesn't want this to be a circus. Brady loves the attention. Come on. He's he really does. Over. He, he loves, loves the attention. This. Especially since I saw the Q&A thing and maybe tune into the Q&A session he had on his live Instagram. He's never done this before in his career. And now as soon as he hits free agency, oh, you know what? I'm going to be a social media star now. It's ridiculous to me. And for him to do this at 43 years old and show how much worth and pull he does have. I mean, It's kind it, of a it, flex. It's a, it's a big time <laughs> flex for a 43-year-old quarterback. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. So speaking of a flex, you know what a flex would be? The first team right here that Tom Brady could possibly go to. Number one, the Miami Dolphins. Miami, great landing spot. You know who left Cleveland to go to Miami? LeBron James, one of the biggest athletes out there as well. To help his brand, Miami is a great marketing place. Miami has $93 million in their cap right now. They have three first-round picks, number five, number 18, number 25, and they have two second rounds at 39 and 62. They also in total, have 14 draft picks. Uh, key players that are free agents, just to say them, Tlaib, which means nothing because means they just ate absolutely his, nothing. They ate his contract. And, uh, again, we're focused on offense. Uh, Jamarcus Webb, right tackle. Clive uh, Walford, a tight end. Evan Bowen, a guard. So they're, they're actually retaining a lot of their, their their staff, whatever they end up having there because it's not that good. And remember, Brian Flores is the head coach in Miami. Stafford, what's your realistic uh, – give us a percentage. Every team that we say, give us your little percentage of I'll the chance. I'll put the percentage at the end. How about I'll put the percentage oh, at the okay, end. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so talk that? to us about Miami Dolphins. All right, so Tommy Curran came up with this, this theory pretty early in the process. Like after the Super Bowl happened, Tommy Curran's like, oh, there's been rumblings about a possible Miami Tom Brady. You know, connection. And at first I was like, you know what? I really don't buy it. I started looking into it. They have a shit ton of cap room. They have a ridiculous amount of cap room, which is good if you buy the, the reports that Brady wants 30 plus million. I don't. The roster as is on offense, it could be better. Devontae Parker had a coming out season last season. Absolutely torched Stephon Gilmore week 17. I was there. I watched it in person. It was an absolute nightmare. Um, if he can, you know, live up to his contract he just earned um, and maybe, you know, take another step forward, he'll be a top 15 receiver in the NFL. That's something Tom Brady desperately needs at 43 years old. That's a good start. Offensive line. You just said Webb and Boeing are going into free agency. Those are two 
pretty important piece on the offensive line. Granted, the O-line sucked last year, but still important pieces. Um, the three first-round picks I don't think are as much as a draw as people realize um, because Tom Brady's 43 years old. A lot of these rookies won't be competitive top 10 in the positions until he's retired. That's not going to help him in the short term. He's looking to win in the short term. I know that Brian Flores has been taken. He's done actually a good job because of based A. A, he's got cap room, $93 million, and B, all these picks. This team, Miami Dolphins, is not looking for the short term right now to win. They're looking for the long term when Brady actually leaves the division and they actually right. have something here. They do. But if they were looking for a short term, you don't think they can take three of those first round picks and turn them into an instant guy like OBJ coming down? I definitely think that's a possibility, but I just think Flores is smarter than that. He grew up with Bill Belichick as his head coach. He understands the value these draft picks provide if he hits on them. And the long-term success for this team is way more important than the short term. No one's expecting the Miami Dolphins to win the Super Bowl next year. Absolutely no. Not even Dolphins fans think that. So he's going to take the long-term approach, which is why I really don't think Miami has a shot. I'd say 10% max that Miami lands Tom Brady. I was going to say, like, 1%. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only reason why you even put Miami on this list, again, it's the cap space. And you said that you don't think Brady's going to get $30 million. I, I think he does. I see your, your market is probably 25 And yep, my probably. market is going to be 30 to 35 mm-hmm. And this is another thing that's going to factor into this is that, and we're going to get into more of the cap spaces when they start getting tighter because we are going to have to say this is what his contract is. And if he does go there – this is how much money they have left over. I mean, Miami's going to have so much money left over. It won't matter. Yeah. You just hit it on the nail on the head right there. Flores is looking long-term. They're not looking in the win-now mode. And just looking on this on paper with $93 million in all these draft picks, Miami in about three years, if Flores can hit on this, plus whatever they have next year, they're going to be a really good team, I think. They yeah. could end up being the future of the AFC East. I know Buffalo and the Jets are doing things in the now, but this is the future that you need to look for is the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Mo- moving on, the next team, number two, was a team that wasn't mentioned by anybody in the comments either. Indianapolis Colts. Now, Babs, Indy, that's a rival to the Patriots. Tom Brady has gone out and said, well, speculated, but Ben Watson came out and said this. That if Brady plays anywhere, it's going to be warm weather or inside a stadium, a dome. And this is why Indy's got to be up there. Indianapolis has $86 million on the cap this year. Uh, they have uh, one first-round pick, number 13, two seconds, and one-third. A couple of their free agents coming up. Devin Funches, wide receiver. Eric Ebron, the tight end. Dontrell Inman for another wide receiver. And they have a uh, left tackle who's been making $10 million as his average, uh, Anthony Castonzo. I'm terrible at name. boy. Boston yeah. College rep. So right there, Indianapolis Colts, the house that Peyton Manning built. There's a statue right outside in Indy. There's absolutely nothing to do out there, and you're going to see that when we go. we got to go to St. Elmo's. They have a great steakhouse. Red Arbach love to go there when they play the Pacers. What do you think about the Indianapolis Colts? Um, so – Peyton Manning's house. This would be a very interesting fit if Brady actually did end up going. Kind of kind of fucks with Colts fans' heads a little bit. Um, I really don't see Brady going to Indy, and here's why. This is Phillip Rivers' territory. Melvin Gordon actually went out and said a couple days ago, if he expects him to go anywhere, it's going to be Indy. Um, I'm not sure Phillip Rivers is in love with Indy himself, but I think the Colts are very interested in him as a veteran quarterback. The thing I don't understand is, because I think Frank Reich is a good coach. I really do. I think they've put a good program together, and I think they've developed uh, over the past couple of years to be a, a formidable team. 
Jacoby Brissett played decently last year, especially with T.Y. Hilton being out for as many weeks as he was. And when, when Hilton was in, Brissett was that much better. I don't really understand why you would give Brissett a two-year contract with minimal money and then not use him. You, you kept him as a backup for a reason when Luck was out because you knew Luck was going to either retire or get hurt again. So then you actually use your investment that you refused to trade for a first-round pick, by the way. A lot of people don't know that. Brissett was getting offered for a first-round pick, and the Colts said no because they believed in this kid. But now they're interested in Phillip Rivers as a veteran quarterback. When you save Brissett for three seasons, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, in regards to Brady to the Colts in general, Tom Brady hates Jim Irsay. He hates him. As as much as the NFL. Most of the NFL hates him because he's an absolute douchebag and he's an idiot. Um, I don't think he wants to play in a dysfunctional type organization, especially with Ursay still at the top of that. Reich's kind of corrected a lot of that culture issue that it, there was a, in between between Manning and now. Um, but still, it starts at the top. Ursay's an idiot. Tom Brady's smarter than that. It's a dome. Doesn't really provide a lot for Tom Brady. It's whatever. Indy, I'm putting at a 5%. Yeah, I would agree with you with the a five percent. I think they have the right pieces. A nice T. Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Jack Doyle, Zach Pascal. They could probably pull somebody else in there. They have eighty six million in the cap. It comes from the very, very top, and I do not see Tom Brady wanting to be with that organization with Jim Ursray. Um, I'm, I, it also makes me wonder when we're talking about a lot of these teams how his relationship with Kraft and what he had with Kraft does reflect on the team that he's going to end up going into. Because he's going to want something similar. He's not going right. to want some boneheaded and it's just start from the top. That's a great, that's a great point. Now you're saying Phillip Rivers yes. going to the Colts. I say Phillip Rivers is going to the next team that we're going to talk about. I would actually agree with you. But I'm just saying the Colts are very interested in Phillip Rivers. And I think that Phillip Rivers will end up going to this team. This is a dark horse team that Fitzy even has given me on his radar. And that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay has $84 million in their cap space. They don't really have many picks. It's just your normal one, two, three, four. They have the 14th overall. I have it right here that this will probably be Rivers' landing spot since he said he moved his family out to Tampa. Um, I do like that Rivers could go to the Colts. I think that's a good, good thing there. Uh, just quickly, some of their um, free agents coming up. Uh, even though we're not talking defense, Donkey Kong Sue is going to be a uh, Donkey Kong <laughs> Sue and Shaquille Barrett. And, Sha- and Shaquille Barrett was actually in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. He's actually going to resign. I've heard rumblings. He's going to resign for the low, a hometown discount, which would be huge for that that's, defense. So that's huge for the defense. Plus, you got Jameis Winston as a, as a free agent. He's gone. You got Peyton Barber as their running back. He's gone as well, too. Backup Lane Gabbert is going to be out of there. Tampa Bay is not the sexiest place to be. I, I, and I, I'm just going to say it right now. My percentage is 1%. Like, I think it's even lower than Miami. I'm going with zero. Percent. Yeah, That's it's just going to be half. But let's, let's go through some of their weapons, though. Um, this is probably the most talented offense maybe the last 10 years without a good quarterback. Mike Evans, top five wide receiver. Chris Godwin, top 15 wide receiver. Um, their running back, Ronald Jones, surprised a lot of people, including myself. I had thought the kid was good. He showed me he's more than good borderline top 15 running back in the NFL next year, maybe even top 10 if he kind of gets the, the burners going afterwards. Um, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay, I put absolutely no stock in. Like you said earlier, Phillip Rivers, this is basically his team already, but I can't even imagine the things that Bruce Arians could do with Tom Brady with that offense. Bruce Arians is a quarterback whisperer. He's done this multiple times over his career with older quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, and most notably, Carson Palmer in Arizona. Everyone thought Palmer was done. He was traded to Oakland. He stunk in Oakland. Who stinks in Oakland? Like, it's pretty hard to do. And then 
you sign with Arizona or you trade with Arizona. I don't know how he got to Arizona. He gets to Arizona and he puts up one of the best seasons of his career and has a nice three year stretch where he looks like he was in his prime in Cincinnati. Um, I don't, this is a really scary possibility, but a very low percentage possibility when it comes to Tom Brady. But Phillip Rivers, you might as well scratch him in for the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season. It's just funny because you look at the tight ends, OJ Howard, Cameron Brady, they get another tight end there. I mean, this 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 offense is built for Tom Brady. But, it really is. And you know another thing too is Tampa Bay next year is hosting the Super Bowl. So you know Brady says, "Hey, I'm gonna make the Super Bowl. I'm gonna do something that hasn't been done before. I want to make sure that we're hosting the Super Bowl in Tampa." But here's my take, and it's gonna carry over to the next um, next team we're about to talk about. Tom Brady is not gonna go to a small market team, and Tampa Bay is a very small market team. Because of the TB12 brand. Because wherever Brady is going to sign, he built his brand in Boston and New England. And he's built that all over. Whatever team he goes to, he's going to want to make sure Brady's cashing out his, on his own name. TB12 jersey sales. And what better place to go to than the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys America's team. Or America's former team. The Cowboys are still technically the bigger franchise in terms of money than the New England Patriots. Where those rings at, though? The Cowboys own the entire market in the Midwest, from Dallas all the way up to Wisconsin. If you look at their fan base, plus, think about all the Cowboys. Instantly, Tom Brady goes to Dallas Cowboys. His jersey sales are going to go through the roof. Think about that. That's more money in Tom Brady's pocket right there. So even if Brady's getting offered... 27 million to the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to be making so much more money in sales, TB12, and all the other junkies that are be putting out there. Let's just take a look at the Cowboys' uh, salary cap right now. $73 million. They have the 17th overall pick. They don't have really any other picks. It's just your normal six or seven picks. Uh, some of their free agents, key free agents. These are Mark. Amari Cooper, wide receiver. Randall Cobb, wide receiver. Jason Witten, tight end. Tavon Austin, wide receiver. Now, you all, um, I'm, I don't know really for tackles. You got Cameron Fleming, is, is going uh, to be a free agent as well, too. Dak Prescott is a free agent. Dak Prescott wanted, they offered him $33 million and he denied it. He wants $40 million. So when you hear Dak Prescott wanting $40 million, why not Jerry Jones? Why not sign TB12? Why not just bring him in for $32 million, get him for two or three years, and then draft your QB of the future? Brady's only going to be, he's in a win now mode. He wants to play until he's 45. So that's your two year window. Jerry Jones is in a win now mode as well, too, because who knows how much longer he's going to be. I has been saying this. Dallas, you've been saying your dark horse, which is the Raiders. I've been saying my dark horse has been the Dallas Cowboys. And now that uh, Michael Irvin kind of put it out there that the Cowboys are interested, but they're not. I don't have any sources. They're definitely going to make a move for Tom Brady. What do you think? Um, just before we dive into Brady, uh, anyone who pays Dak Prescott more than $23 million a year is an absolute jamook. That is an absolute ridiculous number to put out there. $40 million to be average and hand the ball off to an all-pro running back? Give me a break. I'll do that. Sign me up. Um the Dallas Cowboys and Tom Brady. I can't even imagine seeing this guy in a Cowboys jersey playing in Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium. This is big because Brady, in my opinion, is going to sign midway through free agency, early to midway through free agency, probably like 
eight to ten days after free agency opens officially. You think minus, so? He, he he's trying to say like I'm not going to carry it out, and he's going to make I, his decision. I don't right buy away. it. I don't buy. It. I think minus the tampering, I think it's probably eight to ten days. So that includes tampering, I guess. Um, the biggest thing for Dallas, if they want to sign Tom Brady, that is, if they want to, they need to re-sign these receivers. They had a great receiving core last year with Gallup, Cooper, Austin, and Randall Cobb. Probably top five in the league. Cooper's going to command a top market value money. So that cap instantly goes down, right? Randall Cobb will probably re-sign for a little bit less because he knows if Tom Brady's coming, he'll re-sign for less just to play with Tom Brady. Uh, and also Mike McCarthy might give him a team-friendly offer too because they have a connection from Green Bay. Uh, Tavon Austin will be a great gadget guy to re-sign. Obviously not essential, but he'd be nice to have. Um, I'm going to label the Dallas Cowboys a Babs Pipe dream. Tom Brady is not going to Dallas, but he will get an, a, a, a visit with Dallas just to screw with Robert Kraft. He's going to go out for dinner, get a nice steak dinner with Jerry Jones, stay there for maybe a day or two, visit the facility, and leave without signing a contract just to mess with the Patriots' heads because he knows the position he's in right now. He has all the balls in his court. The market is actually waiting for him to settle. All the quarterbacks in this class will not sign until Tom Brady signs. That says something. It says a really big thing about a 43-year-old quarterback controlling an entire position at the market. He is the biggest domino to fall. And like you said, he could drag out free agency for a couple days to piss off every team. Yeah. Because then every team's like, well, we need to wait for Brady and see where he signs before he goes anywhere. And it's kind of his, uh, you know, big middle finger to the entire NFL to do that. And I hope Brady does that. I like that little thing about kind of piss off Robert Kraft. And, you know, put Robert Kraft, because then if he pisses off Robert Kraft, Kraft's going to go down to Belichick and be like, what are you doing? We need something yep. done now. We need to do this out there. And it might not only be about money. You know, it's not about Brady being paid. Brady already has all the money in the world. It can be like, hey, Belichick, you need to start making the moves now that Brady will want to come back to New England. Um, he's going to at least be heard out by Dallas. And I think Dallas does have a good pitch. And, hey, Brady hasn't had a running back like Ezekiel Elliott before. Ever. And, and and the fact that Brady at an older age, you got to think of this way. What if his play starts declining out of nowhere like a Peyton Manning? I don't think it's going to. I think that Brady is completely in a different world. But, man, it does feel good that he could just go out there a couple games a year and just hand the ball off every single play and just save his body and rest because that's what Brady likes to do. He likes to rest his body. And that's what the Pages have done great is having five or six running backs to just cycle around so they always have fresh legs so Brady can always hand it off to somebody. I think um, – plus, don't sleep on their offensive line either. Their offensive line has to be I – don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Top it's 10. Top, it's, it's not as good as it was a couple of years ago, but it's still yeah, top 10. It, it's still top 10 out there. So that's something to play around with. The Dallas Cowboys in percentage, I give them a 25% chance. I'm going to give them – I'm going to give them 15. 15. Okay, but – I think that if Brady signs with the Cowboys, again, he's looking for to market himself in a bigger way. It's great, but I think he really ruins the relationship with the Patriots and Robert Kraft by doing that in the short term, in the sense that, you know, they're going to retire Brady's number. They're going to do a whole thing. They'll build a statue at Gillette. And I think that Robert Kraft is going to be a little salty in the short term. And that he ends, especially if they go and win a Super Bowl with, right. with Dallas. You know, that's the, you know, you've always heard Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft are competitive with each other. Um, no, that's just a gigantic middle finger to Robert Kraft. This is it almost is. on par with Bobby Orr going to Chicago after the Bruins told him to screw off and retire. That is on par. But I do want to say one thing before we move on from the Cowboys. You mentioned that Tom Brady's never had a running back like this, especially in his prime, 
Um, minus Corey Dillon, but he was still really young when Corey Dillon was really good. Um, it does beg the question, if Sony Michelle carried over his playoff success from the year before into this season, and he played well all this season, would this be a discussion if Tom Brady was coming back? And I don't think it would be. Because if Sony Michelle carries over what he had in the playoffs when he won against the Rams into the regular season, and he balls out like he did in the playoffs, Brady doesn't have any pressure on the offense. Okay, I don't blame Sony Michelle at all. Everybody always puts Sony Michelle, even Rune Dog, Sony Michelle sucks. He does not suck. It's the offensive line that he had that sucks, and he wasn't be able to create holes for him. Super Bowl 53, he looked fantastic because of that fucking offensive line. We're going to get into that later because the Patriots obviously are going to be I would actually tend to agree with you. The offensive line is a very important piece it's, that was missing. And, and to be honest, what it's going to be next year, Sony Michelle is going to stink again. Like maybe he's a trade piece now because you but know that he's not going to be The thing that pisses me off about Sony Michelle is he always needs a lead blocker and he needs to get to the second level and he can't do it by himself. Yeah. He can't. He's lacking that ability. That's a huge ability for an NFL running back to have. And he just doesn't have it. Time to move on. The big market that, you know, most people, it's one of those top two choices other than New England, if it's the top three, if you include New England, the L.A. Chargers. Tom Brady going home to Cali. Tom Brady in that L.A. market. The Chargers who still don't even have a home yet. Uh, they don't, I don't know if they, what their stadium situation is. Uh, but here's the thing. He's going to put asses in those seats out in L.A. L.A. Chargers have $51 million. And, and we've been saying all these numbers, and I'm sure someone's already been yelling at their fucking radio or whatever they're listening to and be like, that's not this. It's actually this. These money is coming from Sportac or whatever, .com. And these money, the money fluctuates a lot. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Things can change by Friday by the time we release it. All right. Charges now. Look at this. $51 million. They have the sixth overall draft pick. A uh, couple free agents, obviously, Phillip Rivers, who we think is going to go to Tampa. Wide receiver, Travis Benjamin. Melvin Gordon. Hunter Henry, tight end. Lance Kendricks, tight end. Austin Eckler, who is a restricted free agent as well, too. What do you think about their team? Now, this is probably the most interesting team besides the Raiders for me. The L.A. Okay. I still get so confused when I say the L.A. Chargers. I always want to say San Diego, no matter what it is. San Diego, L.A., London Same. Chargers. Yeah, exactly. The L.A. Chargers have about 51 fans total across the United States. That's a problem. <laughs> so Tom Brady going to the Chargers fixes a lot of those problems. The biggest thing besides that, they're playing in a soccer stadium right now. A soccer stadium for an NFL franchise. That's embarrassing. The Spanos is the owners of the Chargers. This is their main source of income. They don't have other ventures like Robert Kraft. They don't have other ventures like Jerry Jones. This is their main way to make ends meet, which is why they're typically stingy when it comes to contracts. If Tom Brady does want $30 million, the Spanoses can't afford that. Literally monetarily, not even salary cap. They literally can't afford to pay a 43-year-old quarterback $30 million, which is the number one problem I have with this. Outside of the money, this is a perfect match. This is a match in heaven. They have weapons. They have a strong run game. They have a defense offensive line, and they have a solid defense. And it's warm weather. He's from California. This is a good match in theory. The problems are the logistics. The Chargers won't pay him $30 million a year. It just won't happen. And let's say if the, and this is now where we start taking those numbers and we crunch it in our, in our heads. 51 million on the cap. If Brady wants 30 million, 
cool. Now you only have $21 million to play with. You still have to sign Melvin Gordon if you want to keep him. He's you, still have to, you still have to sign Hunter Henry if you want to keep him, a franchise tag him. So that's another $11 million or $10 million or whatever that is. So now you only have $11 million to play with. You have Austin Eckler on a restricted contract, which you're going to have to want to keep him, retain him. You have the sixth overall pick, which you're going to have to pay him that first round ten tender, whatever it ends up being. They don't have the money to do it. And yes, they, they have Keenan. Yes, they have Keenan Allen. Yes, they have Mike Williams. Their their running back right now is Justin Jackson, and tight ends Virgil Green. I I think, like you said, it's a match made in heaven, but the logistics don't match up. I think with that six overall pick, they're gonna just take their quarterback of the future. Justin gonna, Herbert of Oregon is going yep. to LA. I guarantee yep. you. And I actually think too another thing that we just said earlier about Indianapolis and Jim Ursay. Is is the Spanos like they, they? He's not going to have like a good relationship with ownership. Playing in a soccer team, it feels like he's just—it's beneath him. The L.A. Chargers. If if they were already in the new stadium and they had a built, you know, reputation. If this was the L.A. Rams, I would say okay, maybe he has a shot. If it was the, the Rams thing is, too, because the Rams are building this new stadium, the Chargers have, and I quote, zero claim to all apparel sales all food sales, and all yep. of this stuff. Tom Brady is not seeing the money he would see anywhere else for jersey sales. And what, yeah, and what did I just say about Dallas? It's about he wants to go out there and make more money off on top of himself. Yeah, he makes his $27 million in New England, but think about how much money he's actually pulling in on top of that with incentives. I say the percentage for LA Chargers is 5%. I'm putting it low. And this is funny because this is the number one destination that most people are talking about, LA Chargers. But guys, look at it on paper that we just explained it to you. Just look at their cap space. Look at who's their free agents. And look at the team's history. And look at all that. It's not a match. It's not going to happen. I'm going to say 15%. I'm also going to minus Dallas 5%. So Dallas is at 10 and LA is at 15. Because I think it's ridiculous to say that Tom Brady is more likely to go to Dallas than the Chargers. Why not? Why is that more ridiculous? We just went over it. They have the I, 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 don't, I just don't see it happening. I'm just saying. I just don't see it happening. Yo, you're an idiot. That's exactly. So let's go. Let's go to the team that is your pick. This is this. Is, you got to sell those. I sold everyone on Dallas. You got to sell everybody on the Las Vegas Raiders. And and I do agree with you on this one. Fifty-one million dollars in cap space. They have two first-round picks. Don't forget, the Raiders won that Khalil Mack trade for their future. They didn't win in the short term. But they won because Khalil Mack's on his way down. The Bears didn't make the uh, playoffs last year. And guess what happens with that pick? They get the 12th overall pick, and they have the 19th overall pick in the first round. And they have three third-round picks. Uh, they're uh, free agents. Dwayne Harris, wide receiver. Isaiah Crowell, running back. Rod Smith, running back. But they retained some of their players. Not sexy picks on their players. You'll get into that in a second. I will say this. This is something big. We said it's $51 million in the cap space. Guess what? Derek Carr's on the books for $21 million. So if they trade Carr away, that frees up your twenty-one. So realistically, you sign Brady for, let's just say, $30 million. You're going to still end up having $45 million on your cap, and you're still going to be able to have that room there. All right, boys. Here we go. The Las Vegas Raiders. Chucky and Tom Brady together. Imagine that power duo. Um, the Raiders, this is my dark horse team, like you said. For a number of reasons. Number one, Darren Waller. How good was Tom Brady with Gronk? Very good. Very good. 
Darren Waller surprised a lot of people last year. He was the leading receiver on this Raiders team with over 1,000 yards. was the only tight end besides Travis Kelsey to have a 1,000-yard season at the tight end. That's big. Number two, cap space. Like you said, as soon as Derek Carr's off the books, that number skyrockets. Two first-round picks. They're taking a receiver with one of those picks. They, they have to. They're taking a receiver with one of those picks. And a lot of these receivers are NFL-ready right now, day one. This is the most talented receiving class since 2014. And that was the best class of all time for receivers in any draft. I'm thinking uh, Jerry Judy might be there. I don't know if he is. LaVisca from Colorado is definitely going to be there. And they have some, 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 some room to play with there. The Raiders are a definite team to watch out for. Hunter Renfro was a great surprise last year. Late round pick who came in. Kind of like an Amendola. Speaking of Amendola, Amendola would be very inclined to meet up with Tom Brady in Las Vegas. You know who else would be? Rob Gronkowski. If Rob Gronkowski does choose to come back, you're telling me he wouldn't team up with Tom Brady in Vegas? Gronk should, be, should have been born in Vegas. That, that, that town is made for Rob Gronkowski. You think Miami is? Check Las Vegas out. Gronk and Darren Waller would automatically make the best tight end duo in the league. I would argue on par with Hernandez and Gronk from 2011 if Gronk comes back healthy. That's a big if. Amendola comes into the mix. One of your first-round receivers comes into the mix. On a very low salary, by the way. The defense isn't great, but you know what is? Their run game. Josh Jacobs. Probably should have won Offensive Rookie rookie of the Year over Kyler Murray, in my opinion. Um, Had, I think, over 1,100 yards rushing on a Raiders team where Derek Carr didn't play well. They stacked the box. They knew exactly what the Raiders were doing. But Josh Jacobs still succeeded and still was a turbine in that offense. There are a lot of pieces that fit here. And the biggest piece outside of football... No tax. Tom Brady could launch an entire TV 12 chain on the strip in Las Vegas. You know how valuable that is to Tom Brady for wanting to grow a brand outside of New England? Because as soon as he retires from football, he's a global ambassador for the sport all over the world. And it starts with getting on the other coast. And Las Vegas is the way to do that. Las Vegas is the biggest tourist attraction in America that has people come from all walks of life. If you've never been to Vegas, I've been there a couple times. You see everything over there, and that's exactly it right there. And not only that, the whole no tax. There's no tax for corporations. There's no inventory tax for, for, for businesses. He could launch TB12s all in those casinos out there, in the stadium, all over that market area. And plus... There's no, there's no state, in, there's no state tax on your, on your uh, paychecks. So if this guy's making thirty million, he's making close to that thirty million. If he's doing that in New England, he's getting taxed and maybe making only twenty five million. But we don't, I don't know the numbers on that. That's something that you need to think of. The fact is, this off season already, if you're already lining it up, and it's only been like a month, in a month and a half, Tom Brady's already meeting with Davis out there, and and at the, you know, they're just talking a little bit. You see the uh, picture of them. UFC, you see Amendola saying he wants to come back. Rob Gronkowski, that is key because all those people at home, Rob Gronkowski's not coming back. He's not coming. He's going to come back. He's going to make his comeback to the NFL. He hasn't put his retirement papers in just yet. He's going to come back because Brady's going to want him to come back. Hey, Gronk, come to Vegas, the party capital of the world. How many times can Gronk just do his little Gronk Beach celebrations out there in Vegas at all the pool parties and everything like that? He just makes his appearance and makes his own money off of that. That doesn't get taxed. There's so, it's, it's just a smart, smart money move to go out to Vegas. And 
you want to build that new franchise up just like the LA Rams. They wanted to put that in the market. What a great way to have Brady's name to start it off for the first two to three years, just to put that out there. Also, keep in mind, I know it's ridiculous and a lot of people are going to laugh at this. At the combine, we're reading an individual by the name of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown ditched the Raiders last offseason and left them in shambles. Tyrell Williams was the number one receiver on that team. That says a lot. Antonio Brown he was good is by, actually... He, he, he was good, by the way, Tyrell Williams. He almost had a touchdown every, every game. He was actually the number one out in like, the charges that came over. He, he's not bad. Don't, he's not bad. Just let you know. No, I, I don't think he's a bad player, but the fact that he's your number one receiver yeah, as yeah. opposed to Antonio Brown, that's a big uh, downgrade to me. Antonio Brown's recently expressed as up until yesterday that he would actually welcome a potential return to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's also on record saying that he wants to play with only Tom Brady next season. How crazy would it be if the Raiders got Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, and Rob Gronkowski in one offseason? It's it's nuts. It's just like he Antonio Brown screwed that franchise over big time. He he did. And is there a chance that he can repair that? I think, you know, whereas Belichick wanted to keep Antonio Brown, I totally believe that, and Robert Kraft didn't. I think that Gruden doesn't care about that. He's like, I still want him. I don't yep. care. We want to win. And I think he can sway Davis. Into, and Davis has dealt with the worst shit in the past, I'm sure. And so I, I'm guarantee sure that- you, I guarantee you Goodell gives A.B. a waiver, a very, like, maybe a two-game suspension for all the nonsense he did, where he really deserves probably eight for causing the, the absolute headache yeah. he's given the league. But Goodell wants this Las Vegas franchise to succeed. And he's going to do everything in his power without manipulating the game directly to do that. Yeah, I and uh, man, the Raiders, I give them a 50% shot at getting him. If you want to go 50-50 for Tom Brady and it's New England and one other team, it's the Raiders. The Raiders have the most legitimate shot to end up landing Tom Brady. That's the one that's going to cause Brady to take an extra couple days to think about. Because, again, there's more than just the money and the players that they, they, they can grab players. They can grab playmakers. And they also have a good offensive line, too. He's already played with Trent Brown in the past. That Trent Brown will be there. And I know we're not talking about defense. I love Jonathan Abram. I thought he was going to be an absolute stud number 24. You saw that at Hard Knocks. He was hurt um, the entire season last year. So I think they're going to have a legitimate team. Now, same thing just like the Chargers. You're playing in a tough division. You have, you have Pat Mahomes you out there. But Tom Brady wants that challenge. Yes, he does. He I was wants say that, that challenge. He wants to prove to everybody. He wants to say, fuck you, NFL. I can play wherever I want. I can be Pat Mahomes twice a year. I can be whoever the Chargers quarterback is going to be twice a year. Drew Locke, who's that kid? He's going to want to go to a tough division. He wants in his head to know he's still the best quarterback in the league because this guy's an absolute freak. And lastly, this probably plays the most minor role. The Raiders come to New England next season, and I'm sure that if Brady does leave, that other chip on his shoulder to be able to come back into Foxborough and win a game with an opposing team and beat Belichick because that's that Belichick versus Brady. Uh, mindset. Now, a team that actually beat Bill Belichick, one of his former players, uh, Mr. Mike Rabel from the Tennessee Titans. The Titans were one of the first teams that was thrown around during this whole free agency thing during the season last year because the second last year, they said that Brady wasn't extending any contracts. He's going to head into free agency. That was at a time where the Titans and the Patriots had that joint practice, and you saw Brady yucking it up with Rabel. And the Titans proved their worth. Rabel proved his worth as a, as a coach this year. Now, the Titans have $47 million in their cap. 
some of their key free agents, Mariota and Tannehill. So let's see what they end up doing with the Tannehill situation. So they need a quarterback right away. Derrick Henry's a free agent. That's going to be some big money to retain him. Uh, you can look at the, again, we're not talking defense, but Logan Ryan, if they want to re-sign him, that's going to be a big hit to the, to the cap. Tajay, uh, Tajay Sharp, they have uh, the 29th. Oh, they don't really have picks, the 29th overall pick. They only have five draft picks this upcoming draft. Uh, you want to get into their team, what they have for pieces. I will say this right off the bat. Tennessee was a top destination. I don't think so anymore. Uh, the Titans, Mike Vrabel, credit to him. I just want to, before we get into this, Mike Vrabel did a tremendous job coaching this season. He took a team that really no one expected to do anything and made them something. He embraced the underdog mentality, which is exactly what you have to do. You have to. There's no more tanking. There's no, I hate tanking. I hate this nonsense where like, oh, we'll get them next year. No, he made what his team was and used that and propelled them into the next level. That's something that's very hard to do as a head coach, especially as your first year. That's a hard thing to do. Um, I don't give the Titans any shot second year. I don't give the Titans any shot of signing Tom Brady, and here's why. Ryan Tannehill embraced that leadership role on that team. He revitalized his career. Everyone in that locker room saw him step up, take the job from Mariota, and perform. And that's the reason why they're going to team. Derrick Henry is going to be a huge cap casualty. Not cap casualty, cap penalty, I'll say. Because he wants to have an Ezekiel Elliott-type contract as his floor. The bottom of his thing. At least what Zeke's making. That means they might overpay him. They might give him even more money. Which would be ridiculous in my view. It's a running back. Let's not get too carried away. Um, Titans, don't see it happening. Good weapons. A.J. Brown. Tajay Sharp's a free agent, but he might, he's probably going to come back. Um, Corey Davis, they have good pieces. I just don't see it working out. I look at that team as a scrappy. That's going to be a scrappy team for years to come. You like to see Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, A.J. Brown. You keep Derrick Henry. You keep Brian Tannehill. Maybe it takes a little hometown discount to stay with Rabel, stay with that team. I actually think the Tennessee Titans will win their division next year. I think that's a – although they just made the AFC title game, I think they can win the – I think this year – is, hey, let's win the division. Let's get, like, you know, a banner on top of this. Let's just try to get something going. That's a team that give them a few years to develop themselves and maybe work on their cap room. They'll be good for the AFC going forward. I don't think they'll ever going to be, like, the contending team that's going to be the number one. Maybe one year out of it they'll get it, but that's not the landing spot for Tom Brady. That's another team just, like, I mean, it's completely different than Miami Dolphins, but that's a team that Vrabel's looking for the future for the next five to ten years, not to win right now. They right. know that they're going to be able to be in the playoffs, and you never know what magic ends up happening. Just like last year, you never know what magic ends up happening. I think it's just a pipe dream that, oh, Brady's gonna want, Brady wants to have fun. Like, everyone, that's what it came yeah. down to. Brady wants to have fun, and he wants to be off the pages. Nonsense. And that's what came out to last year in August when they were having their joint practices. Oh, Vrabel's a fun coach to play for. And Brady could just, you know, retire down there and have his fun. And it's a winnable division. I don't yeah. see that happening. I'll give it, I'll give it a 1% chance. That's, it's very, very low. Um, all right, let's just, let's just rewind before we go to the last team. Because the last team's going to be obvious. Miami Dolphins, Indianapolis Colts, Tampa Bay Bucks, Dallas Cowboys, Chargers, Raiders, Titans. If I had to rank those teams in terms of how I think, I'm going to go I, with the Raiders, number one. Rank them top gonna, three. That's it. Top, top three. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders at one. Too many, it makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. Um, Raiders at one. 
I'm going to put the Chargers at two, although the logistics really don't work out. But there's only a, a handful of teams that have the ability to sign Tom Brady. And I'm going to go I'm going to go with Dallas at three. I'm going to go with Dallas Thank at three. Thank you. At least you gave them up there. I got to go Raiders at number one. I said 50% shot that they go there, and I talked to myself. I mean, I have a, when you came out here and first said that a couple weeks ago, I, I agreed with you. I had that in the back burner in my head that that's a team. I'm picking the Cowboys at number two, and I still want to stick with them because that's just my dark horse, Babs. Babs always has to be right. He needs to <laughs> shove that down your throat until it doesn't exist anymore. And actually, for number three, I'm going to keep Tampa Bay up there, and I'm only going to keep them up there just based on the team. You talked me into the team that they have around them and having Bruce Arians as the coach. And although it's a small market team, because I look at the other teams, I just think they have no shot. And I can't yeah. put the charges up there. I just think that based on the ownership and everything, I think that the whole TB12 hosting the Super Bowl, you know, with the Tampa Bay Bucks right. and has a great team around them that has it there. So you take those teams, those teams, those three teams that you just took, my three teams that I took, took are going up against the New England Patriots. This is our last team, number eight, the landing spot. They only have $44 million in the cap this upcoming year. They have not sexy draft picks. They have a ton of them, a ton of six-rounders. They have five six-round picks, a couple seventh rounds, three third rounds, and they have the 23rd overall. Remember, they traded their second-round pick this past year from Mohamed Sanu, which it did not work out at all. Sanu couldn't keep up. They still have Sanu on the books. They're free agents this year other than Tom Brady. Devin McCourty, Kyle Van Noy, Matthew Slater. And I said we're not talking defense, but as Boston's big three, you know the Patriots already. You understand how much money needs to be thrown around. Matthew Slater, Philip Dorsett, Ebner, Collins, Danny Shelton, Joe Tooney, who's going to leave. He's going to go get his money. Uh, ben Watson, who's, who's done. Ted Karras, who's going to end up wanting to get paid as well, too, and they might have to pay him a little bit higher if they want to retain him. Uh, $44 million, and if Brady wants... Even if it's 27, let's just say for the fuck of it, 25 million. Now the New England Patriots only have about 24 million, 23 million to work with, and they have to still sign defensive players. They still have to sign weapons around him. It does not seem like this team, after talking about some of these other teams, the Patriots are really not in a good position. And uh, I know you're going to get into a second. You have to start clearing room. Marcus Cannon, he's going to get cut and then retire because we know that. He's going to – that frees up $5 million right there. Maybe Sanu. You might have to cut him. You might have to take your L on Sanu and free up uh, – I don't know how much money he makes, like $10 million or something like that. There's, there's, some, there's some money there. You might have to trade Stefan Gilmore and get free up that, that, that cap space there to start paying some of these other players. You know Belichick doesn't go in on all of one player. Bill Belichick goes in on the entire team, and this is what makes this very interesting is that – if Tom Brady walks, and I think that it's going to be more Belichick saying, we can't afford you. I'd rather have Bill Belichick go into this draft, take all those draft picks, those, those, clunk, those chunks of picks, trade up, get a quarterback of your future, have them you know, go against Stidham. You're paying no money right there. Take that $25 million you're going to pay Brady and start putting it around to make the team at least respectable going forward. Talk to me, Stafford. If I'm Tom Brady... I don't want to come back to the New England Patriots. I'm not Tom Brady, thank God. But if I'm Tom Brady, it doesn't make any Wait, sense. Wait, I would love that. to be Tom Brady. I would love to be Tom Brady. Just for, just for staying purposes. Yeah. Joe Thune is gone. We can't afford to pay him the money he's going he's gonna to get in free agency. He's gone. You might as well put it in the books right now. 
Ted Karras won't commit as much as you think he will because I think even as like a guard center hybrid, he's not that valuable to a team. Um, there's going to be a lot of cap casualties coming in soon. A lot. I don't know where they're going to get it from because a lot of these guys are leaders in the locker room or young guys who are getting paid too much. But there's going to have to be something. Dean Mack might let him walk because he was thinking about retiring two years ago, right? You might, you might let him walk. Stephon, if he walks, Jason McCourty is going to retire. I, I, they're, 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 not a they're, they're a package, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I don't really buy into the sock that Stephon Gilmore's gone. I don't really see that happening because Bill knows that DMX retiring at least next year or he's going to be cut this year. Who knows? Patrick Chung will not be a New England Patriot in two years. I'm guaranteeing you that. You need someone in the secondary to lead these young guys, like J.C. Jackson, up-and-coming yep. secondary player. He's going to be your number one after Gilmore leaves. So you need a guy to mentor that entire secondary. And if D-Max is gone, there's no one else to do it. No one else yeah. to do it. Not a lot of people are – I know, cut you off. But not a lot of people are looking at 2021, and they don't see the actual list of players that are going to end up – you're going to end up losing Hightower just off the top of my head. Uh, we were talking about it last night. I think I sent the list out. But um, you're going to lose a lot of players in 2021. So there's going to be a lot of turnover the next couple of years. You don't have people locked down in this. The Stephon Gilmore thing, real quick, I see J.C. Jackson as him – as Rundog would say, Belichick likes to get the most out of his players out of the contract. And J.C. Ja- uh, Gilmore's contract was like back, back door, back half deal. So he got most of Gilmore out of the last two years. J.C. Jackson's still in like a, you know, rookie deal. He could be the number one for that team. They had Malcolm Butler as the number one for a while on that team. And they did win a Super Bowl with Malcolm Butler as the number one, Super Bowl 51, even though the defense wasn't good at all uh, in that game. Gilmore could be traded to Minnesota Vikings to get Stefan Diggs in here. I've heard and that rumor. I don't – I mean, I wouldn't put close the door that, that uh, Diggs isn't coming to the New England Patriots. I think it's de- very that's likely. The, that, that's the desperate move to keep Brady here to show, hey, we, we got you a weapon. That's I actually have a dark horse before we keep going. Go um, Brandon Cooks is going to get cut by the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. The Patriots, the Patriots could make a huge swing with Tom Brady retained if they get Brandon Cooks back on a cheap deal. That would be a huge incentive for Tom Brady to come back. They've played together already. He had a 1,000-yard season under Brady already. Makes a lot of sense, especially if he's looking as a one-year prove-it deal. Um, keep your eye on Brandon Cooks for the Patriots. We didn't get into it for other teams, but like we said earlier, it's unfortunate because we don't really know the team's offensive line. And it does really come to who's protecting Brady. And as us being the biased New England fans, we know who's protecting Tom Brady next year. And we know that there's so many question marks that – it's not worth it for Brady to stay. It's better for him to at least go out and try something new because we, he knows if he stays here, it's going to be the same story. They probably win the AFC East, but he ain't going far with this team at all. And do you want to play for Belichick for your last two seasons and you know go through the grind and the grind and kind of, you know, if he goes to another team like the Raiders, he's going to control everything that goes on. It's going to be all about Brady 100% at this team. It's 33% Brady, 33% Kraft, 33% Belichick. That's what it is. It's time for him to kind of move on and be able to control, like the LeBron James. Like, I can kind of control what's going on around the team. Yeah. No, I, I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. It's always been a power struggle between him, Kraft, and Belichick to see where the direction of the team is going. Although Belichick has, I think, won that power struggle. Um, in, in certain ways, but not all the way because he wanted to trade Tom Brady three years ago and Kraft nixed it. And, and Robert Gronkowski too, but that's beside the point. Um, at the end of the day, I do think it's 50-50 if Tom Brady stays or leaves, but if I'm in Tom Brady's shoes, New England doesn't have enough to offer me 
to make me stay. This is like a mismanaged Madden team right now. It's like they went into franchise mode in advance three years, and you're just like, oh, what do I have left? You have jack shit left, guys. To all the listeners right now, we have just named eight teams to you, including the New England Patriots. And I'm going to run down that list one more time. The Miami Dolphins, the Indianapolis Colts, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, Tennessee Titans, New England Patriots. And I want you to really seriously think. We just ran down a couple players, and we didn't even go super in-depth. Like We just ran down some numbers, some players, some draft picks. Really put that in your head. And think if you're Tom Brady, TB12, what is the best destination right now for TB12 to go to? Take that biased New England Patriot hat and just take it off for a second. And just think for a moment, where can TB12 land and where's the best opportunity for him as an individual player? And just saying it right now, and I'm going to put this in your head, it is the Las Vegas Raiders. You have to think that all the way through. I I don't know what the best destination is. But I know which one is not. It's not the New England Patriots. No, it's 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 not. It, it cannot be the New England Patriots. The only way he wants to stay in New England is he built a culture up here. He wants to make sure that he retires with New England. But Brady is a businessman. He grew up with his favorite Joe Montana, who ended up leaving San Fran and go on his own somewhere else. And Joe Montana's telling him not to go anywhere. You know who's been in his ear a lot lately? Peyton Manning. Oh. Peyton Manning's been, you know, hanging out with uh, Tom Brady a lot. The guy who left Indy, who was kind of forced out of Indy, went on to go make his name over in Denver. And he actually ended up, he's the only quarterback, starting quarterback to go with another team and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> that but defense still, won a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was a noodle that well, entire he, year. I mean, he should have won the couple years, but he should have won the two years before that when he was just at, when he was taking all the HGH and he was at high power offense. Yeah, absolute <laughs> choke drop to Seattle. But this is, and here's the thing, wherever Tom Brady goes to, it's only a two to three year deal. Then he retires. The short term New England fans, you are going to be mad. Long term, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Because you know what's going to happen is as long as the Patriots and and Bill we trust, as long as they can put up a a suitable competitive team, that's all that matters. And speaking of which, as we're going to transition a little bit, if Tom Brady does leave and Bill Belichick's all about the team, what is he going to do at quarterback? You have Stidham sitting behind Tom Brady right now. You cut Hoyer. Stidham looked good in one preseason game. The next preseason game he played in, not so good. Wasn't as decisive as the first game. Do we see him being the franchise guy? I don't know. I don't really see it now, but maybe this preseason will change it. But we are going to the combine next week. This is big, Babs. We have a lot of quarterbacks on the board here. It's kind of top-heavy when I think about it, but the mid-rounds can provide some talent if the, if the upside is there, and there's a lot of upside. So slow down for a second, and just remember at home, we have three third-round picks, one fourth-round, and five sixth-round picks. So this if you're picking a quarterback right now, Stafford, and you're breaking it down, whether you could do some of that trading and trading up and trading down, mm-hmm. but that's probably the realistic area of where they would end up getting a quarterback if Tom Brady were to walk. I would agree. Uh, that's what I was scouted for, for this specific show. Um, number one guy, if we're going high rounds, Jake Fromm, Georgia, 6'2", 220, effective passer, sits in the pocket, is decisive, doesn't wow you with all the stuff he does, but if you're picking him in the second to third round, you're getting pretty good value, especially if Tom Brady is leaving. So that's a guy to keep your eye on for the higher rounds. When we get down to the lower rounds between three and six, there's a lot of diamond in the rough type candidates, namely Jalen Hurts. What? Jalen Hurts? Yeah, Jalen Hurts. 
Josh McDaniels wants to maybe experiment with a different type of guy after Tom Brady leaves. And why not a proven guy? He was a Heisman candidate. He's, he, he plays well. They want to have him transition to running back in the NFL. You know they said the same thing about? Lamar Jackson. How did Lamar Jackson do last year? MVP. MVP. Keep your eye out for Jalen Hurts in the later rounds. 6'1", 218. Not your prototypical New England quarterback, but we're in a different era now, guys. This is the transition into the next phase of New England Patriots football. Might be different. Another mobile guy down there, Khalil Tate, was in the Heisman conversation very early a couple years ago. Flamed out. Wasn't really anything special. Out of Arizona, 6'2", 215 pounds. Can move, but it's also a pocket guy. He can do a lot of different stuff. Maybe a fifth-round value, I'd say. Um... <laughs> DeAndre Francois Hampton ex-Florida State Seminole he was kicked off the team for a number of reasons he's kind of a clown but he's going to drop might even go undrafted I guarantee you Boucher takes at least a flyer on him he's 6'2", 205 does a lot of great things just like Khalil Tate and Jalen Hurts would not be surprised if he's a New England Patriot by the time the draft is up this is probably the most likely candidate I would say most likely candidate out of all of them Jacob Eason out of Washington, 6'6", 227 pounds. This is the prototypical Bill Belichick quarterback. He's, not a, he, he, he's mobile, but not a runner. Sits from the pocket, makes good throws, doesn't turn the ball over a ton. This is the guy that the Pages will target if Tom Brady leaves. So if Tom Brady leaves and then he walks away, I can see that the New England Patriots will take a third or fourth round pick quarterback. They'll grab a late round flyer. You have Stidham. They might sign on that veteran guy just for the, you know, uh, preseason, OTAs and preseason. They'll be walking into camp before quarterbacks next year if Tom Brady leaves. That's going to be who's going to step up, who's going to make the moves, and Belichick will then decide who he's going to end up starting. Stidham has the best shot, obviously, just because he's been on the team for one year. Still doesn't even matter at, at all. I don't think Stidham is the future, but hopefully he's taking this very serious right now and stunning everything he can and showing Belichick. Like, he could be – we haven't heard anything from Stidham, really, but he could be working out and doing everything he can possible right now to prove to Belichick, hey, you can move on from Tom Brady. I'm the guy now. And um, I'm hope he's doing, I am hope he's doing that. Um, yeah. The true value – I just want to go through the true values yeah, on these guys. Uh, Jake Fromm, as we mentioned in the first-round conversation, that's not happening. He's Jake Fromm. It's not happening. He's not a, a quality first-round quarterback. I have him marketed at mid to second round. That's where I kind of see his value at, not where, I, where he's going to go, but I think that's his value. Um, Jacob Beast is anywhere between three and four. It depends a lot on his combine to see him throw with these guys. That's going to be big for him. This is why we're going to the combine, guys, to give you the best content possible and the best analysis. The combine is a lot more important than people realize. It shoots people up and drops people down, just like that. I have a third-round uh, value on him right now. Jalen Hurts, I have a second-round value on, even though he maybe might drop to the fourth round. This kid was good last year. He played great football. He made a lot of unbelievable plays. So watch out for Bam, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, Khalil Tate, I have a fifth-round value on. Nothing special, but has good upside potential if he's in the right offensive system. Um, and Francois, due to character concerns, I have him at a sixth-round value. Um, but he is the upside of maybe even a second rounder. This kid was good at football. He knows how to play football. It's about getting him in the right system. And New England is a fostering environment where they kind of take guys in and maybe fix them a little bit. Um, but if he shows even one step of one type of Josh Gordon situation or, or, or Chad Johnson or Albert Hainsworth or any of those guys that have come in through New England and then failed out, uh, he's gone. 
All right, man. I mean, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Wrap, let's go wrap this up right now. We have to wrap it up. But, you know, uh, overall, Tom Brady versus free agency. We'll see what ends up happening. I think that was a great breakdown right there. It's, it's very important for everybody at home to listen to Stafford. He's going to break down the combine for you. You have to start thinking about the future, not only for quarterback, offensive line, wide receivers, and defensive players. The New England Patriots are starting to go into their new era. At, at the end of the day, I think that Brady walks. He's gone. It's over. It doesn't work out for New England. And we'll see over the next couple of weeks, too, all these new reports that are going to be coming. I mean, we are, I think, officially 27 days away from the free agency beginning. So hopefully it's a quick turnaround. We just want answers, especially right away in March. Let's get it over with. Rip off the Band-Aid. If it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. we got to move on as a collective group. Uh, Joe, I'm very interested to see when Brady walks, how many people hop off the Patriots bandwagon. I'm very interested to see, especially and, New England fans who are from New England. Because if yes. they leave, you're scumbags. Absolute scumbags. And I've said this, I've said this since 2014 when Brady got demolished against Kansas City. And although you could say it's a different time, Babs, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. So, you know, counting now, they've won, they've won three. They've gone to a couple. A lot of people are going to sell their season tickets. Nobody's going to really go. Those people that have seen it all, from the down years to up years, that's it. I don't want to live through this anymore. I'll just watch it at home on Sundays. You're going to, you're going to see a, a, a changing atmosphere in New England. Uh, but overall, man, Appreciate you coming on here. Make sure you check out ridethewavemedia.com. And under the two-minute drill, you will see more takes and more mocks, more combine news from Joe Stafford. Make sure to follow us on Ride the Wave Media on Instagram. Joe will be taking, will be doing a takeover on there while we hit the combine. We're flying down there next Wednesday. We'll be there until uh, Sunday morning, fly back to Boston. We're going to try to have a couple podcasts for you guys every day to break down and to review the combine and what we saw. Hopefully we get some great footage, some great content. Uh, I'm excited to go down there. You excited to go down there as well, my man? I'm super excited. First business trip, got to take care of business and provide some good content for you guys. So First business trip for you, possibly Babs' last business trip for a long time. So, And that will be coming. More information to come later on that one. But, hey, we appreciate it, everybody. This has been Spike King, Joe Stafford, Boston's Big Three. Make sure you give us a subscribe. Make sure you tell people to listen in. And make sure you check out onein100.co for your tickets to all Boston sports events.